The Agenda. Agenda One. It's time for the agenda, Sam. And first uh, on the agenda this afternoon, uh, Sam Kane in front of media in Japan uh, and sort of alluded to the fact that uh, the All Blacks should look at um, allowing overseas players to uh, represent the national team. Um, have you got any thoughts and opinions about that? Well, first of all, I want to use the words that I know Sam Kane has said so far, right? This is important. If there's more out there, I haven't come across it yet. But I've heard him say a lot of Springboks have shown the ability to play League One and go back to international rugby fairly quickly to continue to play their best. He said that if New Zealanders, this best part's paraphrase, if New Zealanders could return from overseas stints and then perform at that level, then quote unquote, maybe that conversation can be had. So... It doesn't seem like he's uh, laid a, a flag in the ground and, and drawn a line in the sand on this one to me. Sam Kane is overseas. He's being asked at an international conference, well, a conference which is international because it's made its way back here, uh, in Tokyo about uh, All Blacks playing overseas. For him to rule a line through it immediately while he is there hoping to impress an All Blacks selector to come back and be eligible through the sabbatical window, it's in, it's... it's he doesn't. He wouldn't want to come across like a hypocrite. And in my opinion, he just said it's a conversation that can be had, mm. and I think it can too. Uh, I think the the number one way around this has to be, uh, and I don't want to say we should copy Rugby Australia too often, uh, Jacob. But I think mm. one we should look into is the ghetto rule, uh, the concept with if you've played for a long enough time for the All Blacks, um, number whether it's number of games, number of years, wherever you want to do it. You can go overseas, and I think for a period of two years, you can still be eligible for the All Blacks. But if you don't come back to New Zealand in that time, then not. So it allows players to go across, uh, still be able to you know, make money within uh, within their career, don't hold them back from that. But it's not like they can go play a couple of tests and just go uh, play overseas and get selected continuously. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, sort of off the back of Andrew Hall's comments around this, I mean, trying to trying to keep our, <coughs> our best players in the country playing for our Super Rugby sides, um, you know, it, that'll create like a, 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 a what he used yesterday, fan-centric um, way of, of presenting the competition. If you keep the best players in the country playing the competition, not being enticed overseas uh, to, you know, have playing sabbaticals uh, in Japan uh, and, and other countries like France. Um, so I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, it could be looked at, but I think I think Super Rugby sort of rested on its laurels in that in that regard. Um, you know, allowing players to go overseas and play. Uh, I get I get it. Like you know, everyone deserves a break, and and they go away for the money, right? So, but but how do how does how does Super Rugby benefit from um, Sam Kane playing? You know, in 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 the Japanese league. Uh, for the Super Rugby uh, season, um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I can see both arguments, um, but yeah, I, I do agree. Uh, All Blacks should be eligible, uh, and I like that rule that you brought up just uh, just before, Sam. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be done uh, in some kind of context rather than just yep, yeah, it happens. I mean, the South African. Uh, teams being involved in Europe really lends itself to uh, to that style, doesn't it? We should be able to kind of play around the place um, a little bit because if you, I, I still believe that if a uh, New Zealander is playing Super Rugby for, um, for one of the Aussie sides, uh, they should be eligible uh, for yeah for the Drua, whatever. They should be eligible to play uh, for the All Blacks still because they're part of the same competition as the New Zealand sides. But a franchise moving around doesn't bother me entirely, but I understand the desire to keep New Zealand talent here. Uh, if we're worried about the game 
uh, and the product that's here, it's not, it's not doing enough, all that jazz. Well, last thing you want to do is promote the, the players who are the biggest draw cards to be playing overseas. I think you'll also find, though, Jacob, that should this rule be instigated, you're not suddenly going to see a flood of players being picked from overseas. I think mm. someone like um, the All Blacks coach is going to want to be able to have centralised programs, centralised camps, mm. where they can bring guys in or go spend a week or a few days, whatever, at a franchise, um, sit down and have a coffee with them. The guys who are overseas are at a disadvantage at that level because it's not the, the it's you're watching on TV. We're not expect we're not going to expect the All Black coach to go flying all around the world to visit uh, training camps at uh, clubs and franchises. Uh, all over the planet, are we? I mean, it, it's, it sounds preposterous. Those who've earned the reputation, those who are still required, can be in that scenario. It'll be a, a limited few, and I think those limited few will actually find it hard to get picked and easy to get dropped. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, you ask someone like Beeve, his experience playing over in Japan, it's a lesser competition, so why would an All Blacks coach be incentivized to pick a player of you know so-called equal um, standing within the game over a player that's playing in the best one of the best competitions in the world, um, you know week in week out. It doesn't. Yeah, that that's a good point, Sam. Agenda two. Ajaz Patel denied himself of a man cat in uh, the Bangladesh uh, versus Black Caps day one uh, yesterday. Uh, to man cat or not to man cat, Sam. Uh, just take it out of the bloody rules. Just make it something that you can't do. So if you do that in a bowling action uh, and it's there, it's a reset and you know, allow it to be a situation where the umpire gives uh, one warning and on the second occasion, uh, if, it, if, if it happens twice, uh, then he is out. It's not a spirit of cricket rule. It's the damn rules. Spirit of cricket is uh, is this... The Aussies refer to it as this kind of mythical thing. I don't believe that at all. I think the spirit of cricket is very real. But if the rules state that you can dismiss someone in a certain way, that's like saying that if somebody lost their balance because they were a bit dehydrated and stood in their stumps, we say, oh, mate, get a drink of water and you come back. Mm. No one would do that. Of course not. You stand on your stumps, you're out. Mm. If you're out of your crease and the, and the ball uh, hits the stumps, you're out. I think the man cat rule, uh, I, I've, I understand why people play it. If I was a international cricketer, I would not be trying to employ the man cat just because of the, the drama that would come down from it and the and the repercussions uh, that it can do to your reputation. I think Ajaz did the right thing. Um, I'm comfortable with it. But the fact of the matter is, had he got him out, I'd been fine with it too because it's within the rules. I, I'm sick of the situation, uh, like the, the timed out rule, all, all that jazz. Just take it out. Just you, you're literally in charge of it, like the spirit of cricket. Yes, was it a dick move to send Angelo Matthews out in the in the World Cup? Absolutely, it was. But it's it's the World Cup. It's competitive. You're trying to scrap for every opportunity that you get. If it's not the rules, no one can do that. If it comes into umpire discretion to go hang about, he had a broken helmet. You can't do that. Just it's the man. The man cad gets blown out of proportion. Uh, and I, I'm not upset when someone uses it, but the right thing to do there was to give a little warning and just go, come on. And he goes, yep, fair play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you're exactly right, Sam. Um, yeah, no, you brought up a good point. It's ironic that it came against Bangladesh, the uh, team that employed the uh, timeout rule on Angelo, Angelo Matthews in the World Cup. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just shows what good guys our black caps are, I guess, you know, not like those dirty Australians. But what if they lost? What if they lost by thirty runs? What if they lose this test because of thirty runs? And they said, "Well, actually, had that man cad taken place, mm. they wouldn't have built up a score that high. The 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 Bangladeshi side would have been out well, at least a minimum twenty runs ago. So you know, it's 
I just hate the scenario that it puts uh, players in, and I but just like you uh, have to blame uh, the uh, lawmakers for some of the ills facing rugby right now. It's not the players' fault uh, that a certain rule is is the way it is. There's you know say trying to deliberately being deemed to deliberately knock the ball down, or in the scenario of, of Sam Kane in the World Cup final turning around and, and making a collision. That is definitely high, and within the rules should have been uh, dealt to the way that it was. But it's not fair. Is it a rule that's fearing? It's not Sam Sam Kane's fault. He couldn't have done anything different in the scenario he had. It's just the rules. Yeah, exactly. And and slightly on that topic, uh, it's come out this afternoon that Rob Nichols, um, Players Association head, uh, chief executive, has um, warned NZR to uh, follow the recommendations that uh, followed the independent review earlier this year. I mean, the ways that you can. Um, you know, improve the game with with rules and and trying to get young kids involved in the game too. Is uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. I think. Yeah, listen. Agenda three. Uh, agenda three is uh, sin binning could be introduced into the Premier League as soon as next season. Um, orange cards have been agreed upon in principle. Uh, by the game's lawmakers uh, to stop cynical fouls. Uh, do you love it or do you hate it, Sam? Uh, it'll mean that football uh, is going to receive a well, Premier League in this case is going to receive a, uh, a, a minimum twelve to eighteen months of absolute punishment. It is going to be the fans are going to hate it. it. The teething problems that come with rules like this means that the only way that that card's effective is if it's used. If it's used to stop these cynical plays. And it needs to be used every time to the point where they go, do you know what, we can't do that anymore. Rugby League had the chicken wing tackle, uh, the grapple, until it became properly outlawed and given big old suspension. Same thing with the shoulder charge. Well, when it was a don't do that, guys, just just don't do that. It didn't go anywhere. When blokes were getting uh, you know, four or five weeks for a shoulder charge that was three months prior entirely legal, that's that's what brings down that right now this is into safety it's all about the the look for the game of football i think it's great if they can take some of the cynical play out of the game and this is probably the right way of of stamping it out but geez it's going to be make for a bludger of a watch for that period (laughs) seriously you see people going off i think if if you're going to do that i think that there should be uh orange cards dished out for people who die for penalties (laughs) Uh, i think orange cards for um for people who remonstrate too aggressively in a referee's face. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. You can can stamp out all the ills with punishments like that. No problem. Fines mean nothing. These people get paid ridiculous sums of money. Why do they care about a a fine for um, for getting too vocal with a referee? And and just take a look at what we saw um, with, was it uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, playing in uh, in Saudi Arabia? He was called for a penalty, as in uh, he was awarded a penalty, which didn't go down well with the opposition uh, team. And Ronaldo stood up and said, no, no, not a penalty. It's not a penalty. I, I, I fell. It's not like, so, so he was awarded a penalty. It was then reviewed. It's no longer a penalty. And suddenly, Ronaldo's getting international headlines and plaudits for... What a good guy. Just, just, <laughs> just not being cynical. Do you know, like not going, not diving and giving a little wink and uh, moving on with the game. So you know, if there's anything that can reward the game being played, uh, at a level that uh, the the non-absolute purists can go, yeah, love that. That's great. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I'm I'm good with it. Um, I'd be really, really, really keen to hear from football fans. Are you looking forward to the concept of your team being hit with one, two orange cards on a near 
weekly basis for a few months as this goes through because that if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. It's to stamp it out of the game. It's not to come up with the, the really super cynical stuff because then it becomes that fine line of definition again. Cynical, cynical. If you're going to do it, you need to punish it. So uh, I'm, uh, if you're a football fan, text through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. We're keen to know what your thoughts are. With it. And the topic for the day as well, around these, uh, these great rule points that Jacob's brought up, if you could change any law, any rule in any sport, whatever sport you want it to be, what would you change and why? Give us a reason why as well. Put your names to it as well. Uh, you can get a chance to, uh, to first of all, get a, something off your chest. Also, take something home with you. You can win a uh, Castles Brewery Lager prize pack for uh, text of the day. It also will come down to who am I as well. I think, in fact, in fact, the who am I winner, I reckon, Jacob. What do you reckon? Whoever gets the who am I first will get the text pack uh, prize pack today. Yeah, yep. I agree yep. with that. That's brought to you by uh, Castles Brewing Company. Their award-winning flavour, freshness and quality. Head to castles.nz for more 18. R18, drink responsibly. But do text us on double eight double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Or give us a call to get something off your chest with us too on 0800 150 811. Temper and bedposts range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and your feet up in comfort.